from the studios of the Factual Data Creation Facility, recorded by the light of a vacuum tube enclosed within a cheap microphone preamp. This is the new Normal Opinions Podcast. Each transmission features my opinions on the current events taking place in this and sometimes other countries around the world. Start transmission. Greetings. I hope this finds you well and safe. This episode I'm going to cover the coming currency reset conspiracy theory, as the mainstream media likes to label it. If you search Fed now on the internet and take a gander at what the Federal Reserve has planned, I think you'll be surprised and not pleasantly surprised. You'd have to dig further to find out exactly what this entails. The way I'm reading it, this system will require all legal citizens and residents to set up a smartphone-based digital wallet to receive money, starting off with stimulus checks and other aid. The wallet will eventually be used for bill paying and the like. The star of this reset is the digital dollar. This process seems to bypass the central banking system as payments come directly from the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve can set the value of your digital dollar based against Lord knows what, and also the interest rates, both of which can be raised or lowered at any time. The transactions would be instant. Sounds convenient, right? Just remember, you pay for convenience. What about the homeless and those who don't have access to banks, you may ask? Well, that's where the digital wallet comes in. These days, even the poor and homeless have smartphones obtained through programs set up by the previous administrations. You remember the infamous Obama phone program? Well, that program is still in place. Of course, like many government programs, it will be promoted as a compassionate gesture ensuring that people that need the aid the most will receive it instantly, thanks to modern technology. Eventually, federal workers will be required to participate in the program so they can receive their paychecks instantly and will save money. Then incentives will be offered so that major corporations will jump on board the system, which will eventually trickle down to small business owners. Payments will be authorized for bills, and before you know it, who needs that dirty cash? Still sounds good, doesn't it? Eventually, you'll never miss a payment on anything because the debt holder can just pluck the agreed payment from your digital wallet per the agreement you signed when borrowing the money for that car or house you decided to buy. So what if you're a little short on digital dollars this month? That's not their problem. Find another way to feed your family. Some computer somewhere will analyze all digital dollar transactions and see what you spend your digital money on and build a profile on you. This can be used later to advise you on your financial handling. Want to buy some cigarettes? Nah, the government judges those to be harmful to the public and has made them illegal, so sorry. We're not going to authorize that payment. See where I'm going with this? Say you've been a bad boy or gal. No more digital dollars for you until you straighten yourself out. This, my friends, 
will be the coming digital form of slavery. So go do a deep dive on FedNow and verify what I'm saying to you. I guess you can consider it a homework assignment. Next, have you been hearing about the Soros-funded Transition Integrity Project? You might not have heard about it, but if you watch or read the mainstream media, you've been hearing about what they have planned. The project members consist of the usual cast of never-Trumpers, a list so long that I won't name them here. You can look that up yourself. The so-called group is worried about the current president that he will not vacate the White House peacefully, even if he loses the election fairly. Hmm. Now, where have I heard this before? How about every time a Republican candidate is elected? They said this about Ronald Reagan, and most recently, they said that about George W. Bush. Of course, the actual transitions were smooth and went as they have since the creation of the office of the president. This project actually played out a war game about a scenario where the next election ends without a clear outcome where Joe Biden win, which Trump refuses to recognize. Well, I think the only type of victory that Trump would not recognize is a fraudulent one, like the one planned with mail-in voting, not absentee voting. I'm talking about blanket mail-in voting. Just look up this meeting and you will be educated about how the left is planning to corrupt the country's election process and seize control of the government violently if their sides fail at the polls. Smarter people with much better podcasts than this humble show cover this better than I ever can. They have more resources. Listen to the later episodes of the Don Bengino Show, the Glenn Beck Program, and the Savage Nation. What they tell you should terrify you. Be ready for what's coming. Then again, you might not have to wait for the election in November. Because Ruth Bader Ginsburg has died and Trump has said he will fill the vacant seat on the Supreme Court as soon as possible. Of course, the blue-checked Twitter leftist mafia has reacted to this with threats of violence, with most threatening to, and I quote, burn it down. I guess they want to burn it down so they can build back better. See what I did there? And they say the biggest threat to this nation is white supremacists. I believe President Trump has thrown a monkey wrench into the workings of the government. And this includes both parties, Republican and Democrat. How else but through corruption can one enter the halls of Congress with modest means and by the time you exit, you are a multi-millionaire? That's why they are fighting so hard to stop his policies and have been attempting to remove him from office by any means necessary. And again, about this Soros guy. Did you witness the meltdown Fox News had during an interview with Newt Gingrich, the former Speaker of the House? As soon as he brought Soros up, he was chided by one reporter saying, we don't need to include Soros in this conversation, while the other one sat there looking dumb and listening on her earpiece to see what she should do next, which was cancel the interview. So I guess Soros is verboten on mainstream media. 
He must fund Fox also. And speaking of cancellations, can we just end the COVID-19 lockdowns? At least in the area where I reside, not many people seem to be abiding by them anyway. Why don't we take action for populations at risk? Elderly and people with pre-existing conditions should be the benefactors of COVID policies going forward. I work at an international airport and flights from high-risk countries have been coming in since late spring and recently, testing for COVID upon arrival has been relaxed. What is the sense of prolonging these draconian policies if other countries seem to be ending theirs and their people are coming into this country by the thousands every day? Well, that will wrap this episode up. Be safe, be aware, and take care of yourself. I'll talk to you later. Bye. End Transmission